Starting ahead in year 12 literally saved my ATAR. And I'm going to tell you how. Now, there's two main reasons why I started ahead in year 12. The first one was because of bad teachers, and that's always going to be the case. There's always going to be some good teachers. There's always going to be some bad teachers as well. So you have to make sure that you're not completely dependent on how your teacher is teaching. You have to go out there, learn for yourself. The second reason was because I needed to get ahead of whatever the class was doing. Even if the teacher was good, the class was going way too slow for someone who was trying to be ahead of the game and trying to have more time towards SACS and towards exam period to study as well. Now, I can already imagine people thinking, oh, you have to be super smart to get ahead. You have to have heaps of time, blah, 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 this, that, all excuses. You can get ahead with the content if you really tried and really wanted to. You learn things on an everyday basis. You learn people's names. You learn what they like. You, you remember what people post on social media. So it's not a matter of memory. It's not a matter of brain capacity. It's a matter of desire to learn. And it's a matter of desire to remember things because people remember random things and the most stupidest shit, but they can't remember what they learned in class. And yeah, it's just like, there's, it's not an insult to anyone. It's just because people simply do not understand how valuable that time is when you're learning. So when I was in, I, I will start the story of when I was in year 10 in year 10, I did math methods early. I somewhat snuck into the class. I wouldn't say I was very smart or anything, but my scores were okay and they were good enough to allow me to do math methods early because my school had kind of a policy where you had to have a minimum threshold of scores to get into this math methods class in year 10 towards the start unit one, two in year 10. And yeah, I would say I was I was quantifiably, quantifiably, the, the worst in the class because we did the first two tests and the teacher, I, I'm not sure, um, I'm not sure if this was on purpose or not, but the teacher would give back the scores in order of who got the highest and who got the lowest. And the reason why we were able to tell this is because there was really two, there was two really smart people who were in our year level or in this class and they would always get the test back first and second. And it was so random. Uh, it wasn't like alphabetical order or anything. These people just used to get their test back uh, first and second all the time. So people knew or who was, um, you know, who were like the smartest people in the class. So yeah, you straight away knew that. <laughs> We were trying to renew that the, the scores were given back in order. And I swear the first two tests, I got it back last out of the class. And yeah, this was, uh, yeah, uh, I wouldn't say it was expected, but it was kind of a, a reality check that uh, I wasn't as smart as I thought I was. Um, but I didn't think I was smart anyway, but I thought, yeah, I'm in this class. I'm in the, I'm in the advanced mathematics class. You know, I'll be able to do well. And yeah, compared to this class, I was, uh, I was pretty bad. So um it was definitely like a culture shock straight away from unit one, two, that I had to kind of get ahead of what these people were doing. So I had to figure out ways myself of learning. And, you know, my parents couldn't really afford a tutor for myself. Um, pretty much everything that I learned myself was either through the textbook or through free resources online. So wherever I could find free resources, I would use them wherever I could read. Well, if I could read the textbook early, like before the class did it, I would as well. So that's pretty much what I did. And when you split up these study methods, you actually get a lot of repetition of the same thing. And repetition causes memory. You get, there's like a curve of forgetting. And essentially, the more times you focus on something or the more times you study something, the less percentage you forget and the higher percentage you remember. So essentially what I did was I increased the frequency at which I studied things. I read the textbook early. I read the online resources early. I watched videos on YouTube early. I tried the exercises as well. And this was all done 
before the class even happened. So before the class even happened, I studied the same thing four times. There was no chance I was forgetting it after learning the fifth time from my teacher. And the, the, my teacher was amazing as well. Um, the teacher I had in year, year 10 for one, two methods, she was really good as well. So learning from her was just another awesome perspective. And then you had the textbook perspective, you had the YouTube perspective. You're not only learning the same thing over and over, you're also learning it from different perspectives as well, which really helps. Now there's no special trick to learning something early. You really just have to read it or watch it and pretty much just understand everything that it says. So for example, let's say if I was self-learning a linear modeling problem. So for linear modeling, you have y is equal to mx plus c is your formula. m would be your variable rate or like your rate of change. And then the c would be your constant initial value, your fixed value, whatever, however you want to look at it. So let's say if I got a linear model and I didn't understand why certain values went into the M and why certain values went into the C value, what I'll do is I'll look up on YouTube, Y is equal to MX plus C linear modeling, and I'll look, a break, look at a breakdown of that because the textbook might've skipped it or something like that. So that's what I would do. I would make sure that when I was reading the textbook, understand every single word, every single thing that they put together, everything, every single step of working out. And if I understood that, then I could apply the same thought process and thinking process to the examples in the textbook, okay? So reading the textbook, using YouTube videos, using notes online, and then trying the exercises for myself. And this was all done before class even started. So getting, to this, getting into this habit early really helped me because I would already built up you know, that system of learning so I could apply it through three, four methods in year 11, and then all my other three, four subjects in year 12 as well. So in three, four methods, it was a necessity to do this because my teacher wasn't as good as my unit one, two teacher. I mean, she was okay, but um, yeah, she wasn't amazing. I, I, I noticed this at the start when I asked a couple of questions and yeah, she didn't really know how to answer them. So I was like, okay, I'm kind of screwed here. If I'm relying on my teacher, I have to go out there and get the knowledge myself. So I did the same thing again, but I didn't rely too much on the teacher. I, I wasn't relying on her for um, learning the bulk of it. It was more like the cherry on top and just like an extra perspective of listening. And again, as I said before, another another way of learning things and essentially just adding to that frequency of um, of remembering things. And that really helped as well. Even if a teacher's not that good, it's still valuable uh, to pay attention. Now, when I'm learning things myself, again, I'm just breaking it down step-by-step, step, reading through what someone else has done. If I need any follow-up, I would follow up with YouTube videos. And because I was doing this ahead of class, I naturally was just ahead of the class schedule. What our school did at the start of the year was provide us with a year long schedule. So what I did at the start of unit three, four methods was I noted down what each of the topics were and what each of the exercises were. And essentially just like I had the dates next to the exercises. And I use it as a gauge to figure out how far ahead I have to be to stay ahead of the class. And my rule of thumb that I tell my students and I pretty much tell anyone else that asks for advice is when you're staying ahead of content, stay roughly three weeks ahead of the school content. Now, this was just through my own um, anecdotal experience, but when I stayed three weeks ahead, it was enough time ahead to leave me specific time to study for my SAC and it gave me more time to you know, prepare for my exams as well. But also, you didn't want, I didn't want to be too far ahead because I still listened to my teacher and I still wanted to use that as something that sparked my memory. And I just felt that any longer than three weeks, it was kind of out of my, it was out of my mind. So I didn't want to stay too far ahead and I found that, yeah, 
three weeks pretty much worked for me. Essentially just try it out and see what works for you. It's all about experimentation and seeing what works for yourself. So make sure that you're trying these things out and seeing you know what works and what doesn't earlier in the year rather than later in the year where you don't really have much time uh, to worry about this, uh, these small things. But um, yeah, regardless, just be ahead of class, use the textbook to your advantage and this will save you when you're going to when you're going towards SACs as well because now when you go up to a SAC, a school might only leave you a week to study for your SAC. So if you're three weeks ahead of content, you have an extra three weeks that you get to study for your SAC. I mean, who wouldn't want that? And whoever is doing that has the most advantage because they're specifically studying for their SAC. And this leads on to another point. When you prepare for a SAC, it's not just what you've done in class. You have to specifically prepare for the SAC, especially for a subject like VC methods where, I mean, it's in the title, VC mathematical methods. It's more about the method rather than answering the questions. And that's always going to be the case when you do a SAC. They care more about like the application side of it rather than these te textbook-esque exercises. And that's why you hear a lot of people saying VC methods is harder than VC spec. And people might be thinking, oh, you're, you're crazy. Like, that's not actually the case. Well, that was my experience and that was so many other people's experience because VC specialist maths is pretty much just based on whatever's in the textbook. It doesn't go much further than that. The applications aren't going to get too crazy. But for methods, you see questions on the test that are like, like really like deep and understanding. You have to, um, how do I say, investigate more so than special, where it's just literally like textbook questions from the extended response section of the textbook, which I'm not saying they're easy. I'm saying they're relatively easy compared to what the hardest questions in methods would be asking. Another thing I hear people say is the textbook is useless. No, the textbook is not useless. It is specifically made for the VCE curriculum. Every single textbook that you use and every single piece of material that you use is specifically made for Victoria. So all the content in the textbook is tested on your exam or your SAC and it won't go beyond that level of theory. Why I want to specify it doesn't go beyond that level of theory is when people say, oh, the questions that were on the test were nothing like the textbook exercises. They're not meant to be. The, the exact questions in the exam or the questions in your SAC are meant to go beyond that and apply that knowledge that you learned through the examples or the theory in the textbook itself. So whenever you think that a question you shouldn't be able to answer, it's usually because it's more extended and goes beyond Kind of, you have to think outside the box and extrapolate from what you've learned in the textbook, from what you've learned in class, from what you've learned in prax or whatever subject you're talking about. I'm specifically thinking of chemistry here because a lot of people do complain about chemistry being beyond what you learn in the textbook. And that's because you use the same principles, but just apply it in a random context. And that's, that's what applying or application is meant to be. You're applying theory in an unknown context, but you're still relying on the theory that you've learned from the textbook and you've learned from class and you've learned from your own experiences as well. As the textbook is specifically designed for the VC methods curriculum or any other VC curriculum, it's the perfect gauge for seeing if you understand all of the theory or not. Now, I want to emphasize the word theory because it doesn't necessarily mean that you can do all of the application questions. The theory in the textbook or all the examples in the textbook encapsulate everything that you need to know theory-wise. But application questions on SACs and exams, they will use that theory in an unknown context. So if you've mastered all the questions and you've mastered all the examples in the textbook, yes, you've understood all the theory, but when people say that they don't understand how to answer questions on SACs, it's just because they haven't learned the thought process to convert the theory to application problems. Another thing that students say is, oh, I don't have enough time to get ahead of the classwork. I don't have enough spare time outside of school. Um, 
definitely not the case. You only need 30 minutes for each exercise to get ahead. So if you take 30 minutes to read through the theory at the top of each exercise, go through the worked example, and then try a, a handful of the other examples, it probably only takes 30 minutes. And that's just based on my own experience as well. It can go longer if you're struggling to understand something and you need some extra research through YouTube videos or through online notes, but roughly let's just say 30 to 60 minutes. If you do one of those for each of your five, three, four subjects in year 12, you need, yeah, five hours. It sounds like a lot each day, but if you wanna be in the top, you know, 1%, 5% or whatever, you need to be studying for that long at the least. But if you just spend all that time getting ahead, then you're ahead of the classwork. You can take it easier. Well, I wouldn't say take it easier, but you can have more flexibility around your SAC time to prepare specifically for the SAC. And as I said before, it's a whole nother skill in itself, converting the theory and being able to apply that to application questions. So you need more dedicated time specifically for that to be able to refine that skill as well.